Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, Believe in Tennessee fans, we are back. Guys, great game against Vandy. I'm here with my big bro, Aaron Hayden. We're going to talk about, just, just review the game, talk about some things that happened. We're also going to talk about um, just this coaching carousel, all the things going on in the college football, uh, on, the, on the college football horizon. So we'll start off, Double A. What's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I'd just like to see uh, Tennessee respond to, to Lil Candy coming out there and wanting to fight and look like they wanted to, you know, really, really fight with us when we know they, they don't even have them type of dudes. Them type of man, dudes there don't was have guys like hitting four, guys from behind. Yeah. Man, they was, they was sneaking us, man, you know. And, and I thought we, we handled it appropriately on the field. Um, I thought Joe Milton played his best game yes. uh, of the year. He was on. He was on time. I like the 12P. I like the 11P well, as far as personnel packages, getting the tight ends involved. But my favorite thing of the day was to see Jalen Wright go over 1,000 yards. You know, yeah. we all know how special that is. You were able to do it. Of course, I shared the ball with too many people, so I didn't get a chance to, uh, to do it. But I, yeah. I really thought that that capped off a great year for that young man because he could easily let the SEC in rushing if he, yes. if he had the attempts that, that most people, you know, most number one backs get. Um, he's a game changer. He continued to be a game changer. He is a home run hitter. So I was, I was glad to see that. We had a bunch of young guys get out there and play that that showed me what they could do in the future. And then lastly, you know, I think eight and four. If we can get to nine and four with with a bowl game, I actually think that's probably on par for for not where our ceiling was, but if that's our floor in year three, considering where we've come from. I'm okay with that. Um, the other thing that I, that I saw is I, was, I saw a lot of guys talking about tradition. I, I want mm. these guys to, to be part of the tradition. Don't keep talking about what your expectations are. You expect to win, you know, 11 games or, or 10 games. Yeah, go out there and compete like that. But, you know, you can't keep standing on, on, on the guys that came before. It's time for them to own it. And right. so that was my only thing is I saw a couple things after the game in the press conferences, and I'm like, hey, it, it's your legacy now. You can't stand on the guys that have come before you. You can look to it to, to, to try to ascend to it and, and meet it and, of course, pass it. But uh, let's not be talking about this year is down because what you expected, because they didn't compete like that all the time, like a yeah. team that expected to be, uh, you know, 10 and 2. But I think that's all about learning, learning the tradition. But um, I think Hypo, to be where he is, have the program, hopefully they don't drop us out of the, the college football playoff, like they did the AP and the, and the coaches poll, which what's up with that? How you, you're, you're ranked like 20 and 21. And then all of a sudden you're out of the polls, but I do think the playoff poll, which is what matter will have us there. And if, if that's our low, you know, eight and four, and then we can go back to being 11 and one, you know, 10 and two next year, I think that gets you in the playoffs. So, I, you know, a lot to unpack. I know I talked about a lot, but like I said, I think we're right where we are. That transfer portal has opened up, and there are a lot of big names in there. Yes. You can fix things easily. We're one of the top NILs. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on with all these guys that act like they're on Instagram, you know, about to hit the portal. But um, the, the portal's open. We we tend to have one of the better NILs. So I think it's all fixable. And then we saw some young guys play. You know, you made some great points there. Um, these seniors, you think about it, and I thought about it last night. They've been a part of a big turnaround. I mean, when they went from the doldrums, you know, and just going 
three, you know, three and eight and struggling and losing their coach, um, you know, with the firing of uh, Jeremy Pruitt, you know, a whole staff. And then um, Hypo comes in. Hypo gives a lot of credit, but these singers do too. You know, these guys who fought through it, the Jacob Bournes, you know, Mel Keaton, yeah. all those guys who fought through all these things and became and developed, even through all the adversity, developed and became really good players. And, you know, it's just hats off to them because they don't have to listen, right? Yes, it's about articulating the vision, and Hypo and his staff did a phenomenal job of that. But these young men had to take in, and they were hungry to win. They wanted to win. And some guys left, you know, and to me, that's not a knock because that, 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 was, that was a very crazy time, right? They didn't know yeah. what to do. They didn't know who was coming in. So some of the guys left, and I know some of the fans are angry at that, you know, but you can't be. Um, just given these guys put their careers, you know, in our hands, you know, when they go to came to Tennessee, they put their careers in Tennessee's hands. And it's just nice to see those guys who stuck with it. And, uh, at the end of the day, turned this program around along with Hypo and his staff. So being eight and four, I like that. You know, I'm like, like you double A. The only thing, the only thing that I think about is we lost by an average of 21 points. You know, if you look at the four losses, yeah, we shouldn't lose like that. We shouldn't lose 38 to 10. We shouldn't lose 36 to 7, you know, to Mizzou. We shouldn't lose, uh, you know, uh, 26 to, uh, what, what was it, 26 to 19, or uh, 29 to 16 by uh, Florida. Those, those, those are the things that I want us to correct. Um, and, and they should be close losses if we lose, right? I think we're yeah. on the cusp of becoming a, a 10 and 2, 11 and 1 football team. You know, I would I would accept us being a ten and two team next year, you know. But I think we got to get in double digits because that shows the progression of, you know, the hypo effect, right? Yeah. You know, coming into this next year, this is that'd be year four, I think. You know, now we're getting into hey, your recruits, yep. you know, which you are this year, but really your recruits and and kind of how things are going. And and I don't like that your recruits here's recruits. I get it, but the truth is. You know, some of the guys were brought in by last staff, right? And right. they developed them now. Give credit to them because that's harder to do than bringing in your own guys, you know? And people don't understand that. But, you know, now it's the guys that they picked, you know, the young guys. How are they developing? And that that should, that tells you a whole lot. How are they developing in the weight room mentally, uh, maturity-wise? You know, their understanding of the game. Um, so that's going to be key. Um, I still, watching the game, I didn't like some of the things like the speed sweep. We've been looking at that orbit all year, staring at it. All right. We stared at it, and then we didn't go tackle it. So right. I'm trying to figure out which one. When the orbit guy comes around, okay, I know I've been, been hammering this, but it's happening so much, it's just irritating me, double A. It's just yeah. killing me. That we have five guys around this guy. The quarterback turns his back to us in pistol, right, which I know the rules of that, right? Yeah. And once a, once a receiver goes to the level of the quarterback, he becomes a back. He does, he's no longer a receiver. So yeah. I don't understand why we do it then, right? We're supposed to do it. I know when sometimes we run the ball and the guy cuts up in the B-gap and we get angry, right? Because they're covering the orbit. Now right. we're out there with the orbit and we still don't tackle it and it scores. So, so I here, don't understand that. I really here, don't understand what, that. Here, here's what I thought, and I, I could hear you screaming. Once again, for the fifth week in a row, I'm going to tell you what the issue is. Nobody talks. Nobody bumps anybody over. And nobody takes a shot. Everybody's yes. afraid to take a shot 
because they think it's going to be out the gate. And you know, all we ever heard was, hey, take a shot and the next guy rally, you know, right. rally and, and, and all, you know, come and you see, I remember the pictures of Al Wilson and, and eight guys, you know, on the Alabama ball carrier and things now, like that. You mentioned we Al don't Wilson. rally tackle. We don't you mentioned tackle. Al Wilson. You know why I like Al Wilson? He was a phenomenal player, but guess, guess what else he was? A Mike linebacker, Talker. which we don't play with a Mike linebacker. Right. That, that's the thing now. We got to develop a personnel where we have a Mike linebacker and right. we play true stack, you know, and we play eight man front, right? Yep. If we don't have a true uh, Mike linebacker, right? We'll yep. put the Mike weak, but we don't have the true box backer. But yep. I'm talking about technique and what he's taught, you know. So yep. we got these guys in these run pass conflicts. And, you know, Mike be like, hey, man, you can go because I got the A and B gaps. You right. need to go on out there to cover that that orbit, right? Yep. So we got to take these conflicts off the backers, man. And I just feel for him because that's really hard to fit the run and see the orbit. But at least yep. you got to be looking at the mesh when he tossed yep. it to the doggone guy coming across. <laughs> what I'm else just trying to figure it out. What, what else is funny to me is teams don't even run orbit motion before they play us. And it's like everybody's like Orbit hey, City, man. They don't know Orbit. <laughs> they they know go Orbit, Orbit City. They, they go Orbit crazy, man. And they don't exchange China routes. So no. like everybody run China concepts and everybody run Orbit motion and everybody get that third uh, receiver, as you say. We call them the, the running back once they once they level. We call them the, the, the second back. Nobody yes. covers that. So everybody, if you watch from week to week, there's certain wrinkles then I laugh and I go, wow, they saw that on film. And they just, you know, football, nobody's invented new football. Everybody steals from other people and, you know, put their yes. little window dressing on it. So that's something that I just – we have to fix before the bowl game and definitely before next year is just, hey, who who has the, the actual responsibility? Who passes it all? Who's the person that communicates that? What's your fit? You know, oh, what? what's goodness. your fit? And, and hopefully – like we said earlier in the season, hopefully that's just a result of being a younger team and playing a whole bunch of guys because it it happened all year. And like like coaches always say, you're either coaching it or you're 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 letting it happen. And so they hopefully we do. can't let it happen. Something that we didn't discuss that I saw today that I I really it really opened my eyes up was I don't know if you know what Vegas uh win total was for us for the year. It was nine and a half. Mm. And we're right on par, you know, with how they get that, that right. <laughs> and I'm like, that is crazy, man. So they always Tennessee fought fans, on it. Tennessee fans who say this was a down year, the the people who build all those beautiful buildings and and shiny places and the the sphere and and all that. They know. They basically said this was going to be our season. So I shut up after that and I went, yeah, this is this is a great year. You know, hopefully we can go. And, and get the bowl matchup, but you but know, you, nine, you talked about. You wins. talked about. I'm sorry. You talked about Joe, and right. you know, Joe's development has been good. And you got to think about it. We lost four games, but okay, Cooper Mays, right, was right. a big part of that first time we lost to Florida. Yep. If we had him, I think we played way better, and right? Then, then yep. we lost Brew, we lost Thornton. We lost so many guys. Hadden. We lost, Hadden. We lost guys, right, that really uh, we couldn't afford to lose. And we still have to deal with all these sanctions and stuff, right? We don't have our full scholarship number. We're getting there, right? But guys got to understand that, you know, what the coaches have overcome. And 
you know, I still want us to do a couple things better, you know, and we got to get better and play better. But there's some things I'm not saying, you know, making excuses, but there were some things there where we had to play younger guys in certain positions that because of that, they're going to develop and play even better next year. You know, I remember I was looking last year. We said if, if Banks, the linebacker Banks get hurt, we in trouble, right? We ain't had nobody else that can, that can get them on the ground. We had a high-powered offense, but our defense has played at times, at times, better. Yeah, yeah. I thought we would play better against the run, and these four teams that we lost to were the ones that ran the ball all through us. Yeah. And that was the difference. We lost drives, and our offense didn't play well. So we gotta we gotta learn how to play off of each other. Like if the the defense is getting hit like that, the offense has to make the plays, right? You got to step up and make plays, and the defense got to do the same thing. So you know that's the thing that they got to get worked out. But eight and four, the four losses are to top tier teams. We got to get in that top tier, right? So we gotta we gotta we gotta beat the teams we're beating now, right? And we gotta turn around and 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 beat Mizzou. Right, which I think that we'll be able to do that. We got to beat or get close, split uh, Alabama, right? Yep. You know, we got to beat Florida. We got to do that. Don't Florida's coming to us. Um, Alabama's coming to us. So next year. So those are the things, you know, I know we got a new quarterback that'll be in there, but I show like this new quarterback that's going to be in there. And I saw on Twitter, they were talking about, hey, we got to get a new qu- another quarterback to compete with yeah. Nico. I'm like, well, great players don't need to be pushed. He needs – he's going to be the guy, guys. And if yeah. someone – I don't want to just going out and paying and buying, and, you know, doing the NIL thing on a guy that's going to be sitting on the pine. Because right. we got to think about that. You know, I know we need a guy to back us up, but I think we uh, – Hypo and them have recruited well enough and developed quarterbacks well enough that that next quarterback behind Nico will be able to play. But he ain't going to be and, playing. And what I would do, I wouldn't go the NIL route either. I think I would go with the fifth-year guy. Grad transfer yes. that wants to be a coach, Thank maybe, and can be a guy that Good comes point. in and and he's going to be on the staff at a, at a later date, and he can come in and mentor him and be a player coach and start working on what he needs Good to do point. Um, as well. And then the other thing that I that I've seen I'm seeing a lot of, you know, across the land is these guys jumping in the portal to be bought out the portal. And I don't mm. I don't know what I really think about that. I I think, you know, we don't have a lot of guys to me. You know, Jalen Wright is that guy. I'm going to keep saying it. He's a guy that you buy out of the portal. But hopefully, you know, he comes back. But he probably needs to go to the league, if I'm just being honest. But other than that, man, you know, all these guys talking about getting in the portal to be bought out of, you know, I just think there's so many options, you know, that, that are going to be out there. Chris Tyree from Notre Dame jumped in the, in, in the portal today. Right. He's a – He's a guy Most of Notre Dame's team. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many guys yeah. from Notre Dame. I'm like, they, they can't can't have a good, good year. Can't, can't be good for, for Freeman when, right. when guys are, are, are coming out of the – they you know, Hart, Hartwell was supposed to come in and, and take them to the to promised land, and now they're not even in, you know, the top probably 15, 20, I don't think. Uh, right. And they're not in, definitely in the playoff discussion. But um, I, guys like Chris Tarree, you know, guys are uh, – Riley Brown from USC is in the portal – so there's some there's some guys out there. I think we need to be aggressive at the receiver with the speed, with the guys that can stretch the defense, so that we can really run our offense and make the defense cover the whole field. Um, I, th- right. I think the defense started to come down and play in that box because of the running game um, that we had, and, and that hurt us. And mm-hmm. so we have to be able to um, we have to be able to use the tight ends. We hadn't done that um, because 
really we didn't have any guys to take the top off again. So you can't use the tight ends underneath to work the, the underneath the coverages and, and throw those and, and get one-on-one with linebackers because we need to get a special tight end. Yeah. You know, I so, think, yeah. I think there's some going to be out there now. Florida, I mean, Florida, there's some special guy. Florida's guy hit the portal today. We need um, to get a special a tight end. Cause yeah. you th- look at, look at Georgia. They got the, they, they, they got the uh, remedy. They got the, they said, you know what? All these teams playing all this nickel doing all this stuff. We get two special tight ends and they got it really. And start developing, you know, a four deep at tight end. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's hard to stop them because of what they do at the tight end position. You know, right. and you got – if you're big enough to cover them, you ain't big enough to hang, hang in on the block. You know, and I think I think you put a tight end on the ball and it changes the run game. And, uh, we go, you know, we got to get a running back. You know, if Jalen decides to go to NFL, you're right. He's in position right now. You know, he's shown enough. Against Georgia, big run. Against AM, big run. Right. I mean, those are two of the top t- defenses in, in the country. And he's shown enough. If you can run the ball in the SEC and get a thousand yards and the way he did it, right? And he's explosive. I mean, that 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 opportunity is out there and it's gonna be NFL teams coming. Right now, he's probably making that decision. You know, yep. and I think that's 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 what happens. So we gotta get a running back. We gotta get yep. a running back to special, you know, that that can really be an every down guy. You know, I think um you know, I think um, Samson is a good player. I think he 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 works in, you know, he's a complimentary back with someone. And don't get me wrong when I said it. it's complimentary backs that play right. ten years in the NFL, right? You know, so we got to we got to make sure that we we keep that three back rotation, right? And that means we got to get a couple guys and develop one, you know, and um, make sure that we uh, have that next guy. Got to get some linemen, right? Gotta you know, with both, experience. Both yeah, and you know when you take an alignment from a transfer, he better have some tape playing against some guys and big enough and strong enough. You know, don't yeah. take no guy that bench press uh two ninety five <laughs> and think he gonna go in there and 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 block them creatures of the SEC. It's right. just not gonna happen. Yeah, you know? so we got to make sure we get that. Um, Cooper coming back mm-hmm. was like I was so excited about that. You know that Cooper was coming back because that is the key, and we got to get DBs. We got to get, get some speed. We got to get some man-to-man, lockdown, cover guys. Hadn't had the ability, right? He had yep. the, the the measurables and the speed. We better get some guys like that and some safeties, right? Um, we still not haven't got that true dog fitter in the run game at safety that can cover a tight end. We don't have that guy. That 6-1, you know, the – it ain't the old school safety, but that one you kept your eye on back in the day. That he, yeah. he if he got in front of you, he gonna put one on you. Yeah. We need one of those guys, and, and we need the quarterback. We need the quarterback back there. We need that guy yes. that's back there talking. We need some older veteran guys who have been to war. Like we yeah. need those guys that can talk and keep everybody calm. The, the Jeremy Banks, like we yes. we need that guy. Um, we also need that guy, I, I think, at the tight end position. Like you said, that's the rah-rah guy. That's the, you know, Brock Bowers at, at, at Georgia. Yeah. I'm just physically going to impose my will on people because I think they get your running game and your passing game going. No, and that's no. where they go when they're, when, when they're struggling. Um, Missouri, they have the Luther Bur- Burton guy. Like, yes. he's just a dog. Like, we need some, 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 some Rockwallers. You know, mm-hmm. we, we – we we got too many Labradors that get, they you know they fun yeah they they, they get they'll growl at you yeah. but they don't know how much they're gonna bite you yeah we need one that's gonna run you down you. and bite you you know yeah you're right we 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 need those guys we need those guys that have 
that have been there and won, or we need those guys that just want the opportunity at this level. You know, one of those guys yes. that's all American from Howard. I saw I'm uh, from uh, Harvard. I saw a guy yes. that was a defensive tackle, and they talk about how you know physical and just how nasty, and he has that motor. Those are the guys that I think we need to get out of the portal because I think, like you said uh, a couple of weeks ago, we're a good team with some holes and some injuries. Yes. Yes. And so I think the one thing that Hypo did, and I'm not going to say the one thing, one of the big things he did when he got there and the reason why we had the year last year is the Brew McCoy fit right in. Yes. Like we, we had so many guys fit fit right in. You know, And double play. A, I hope he come back because he yeah. is a dog. I hope he comes back. 1,000%. kid that broke his leg or they caught the deep ball. And yes. bro, I don't know where he is as far as coming back. Um, yeah, because and this is nothing against any kid, but we need the long, fast receivers in that offense. Yes. The little small guys have to be slot guys, trick guys, like you say, change the pace, you know, right. run the run the reverses and, and things like that, you know, tunnel screens. But to have those guys that we played with this year that we ended up playing with at the end, you know, those are guys that you sprinkle in. Those guys right. wasn't guys that you you counted on catching, you know. 50, 60 balls, the Jalen Hyatt's and, and types like that. So can I ask you a question? That's what I think we need. Double A. Do you think, and I, and I like the style that we play, the fast pace keeps us from getting more guys in the game and developing them. I don't know I, what I, you think, you know, because we don't, we don't, um, ro- you know, change personnel or, you know, rotate guys in as much, you know, on a drive, like within a drive. And sometimes the guy ain't ready to go the whole drive, but he can kind of get in there a little bit. Do you think that affects it? So I I saw that, and I have some thoughts on this. And once again, it's just my thoughts. I saw that this this weekend in the the game, the Ohio State uh, Michigan game. Marvin Harrison, Mm -hmm. the best player in college football, in my opinion. He runs like a wheel route out of the slot, catches about a 35-yard ball. But right before the wheel route, they motioned him because they were they had a guy that was uh you know following him the corner Will Johnson was traveling with him and so they ran him in motion to get him over to the side and Will Johnson covering him in the slot well right. he ran all the way from one sideline all the way to the to the opposite side the far hash into the boundary ran the the wheel route caught it for about thirty five yards they come right back no huddle and get the coverage they want and now they're going to take a shot. And Marvin Harrison stopped running about eight yards before the ball came because, in his mind, I hadn't gotten it yet, and he was tired. And in my mm. mind, something just clicked out, clicked in my mind, and I thought about our offense and these no-huddle offenses. And right. I was like, when you only play three receivers, you know, in the tight end, you're in 11 feet, and you really only play three guys, is that an advantage once they're running like deep balls? We know from being track guys, you only right. got so many sprints before you have to allow your body to – the lactic acid and all that, you have to right. allow your body to, to uh, actually rest to come back. I'm like, could they not have tapped the guy, you know, ran the ball a couple plays or whatever you're going to do to get that guy back fresh? Because I think sometimes guys take plays off. I saw it with my own eyes. Sometimes guys take plays off because they're tired. It's just natural. We've all done it. But mm-hmm. we did it in two-minute drill. You said, I hope they don't throw this swing route, you know, the right. swing route to me. So – and then the second part of your question, you say, how does that affect development? I think when the offense is rolling and you're blowing people out like we did last year, you're able to develop those guys because you're getting your tools in, 
you know, in the third quarter, they're playing a whole half um, or at least a whole quarter. But then uh-huh. when you're not dominating teams and you're actually in games, where does the development come? It doesn't. Right. And that's, that's, and that's the, I mean, you want to put guys in the game when the game yeah. is on the line to see how yeah. they react because it's totally yeah. different than third and fourth quarter play when you're up by four touchdowns. Yeah. You know? Even, even think about this with Nico. Yeah. Last year, Nico would have got valuable minutes against, you know, at least Florida, LSU, because we were in control of those games with seven minutes. You could have picked four really good games to really still get the kids' red shirt, but to let him play up under some stress. But if you think about it, he really got his stress against Vanderbilt. Right. And, I mean, what does that really say? And, I like, we both think the kid's going to be great, so I'm not saying that. But those reps count. And you know that as a coach. The bowl reps, you know, they count. And so – Experience. So I'm I'm, I'm with you. I think sometimes – I know that's your your brand. Um, I know that's how you get kids. That's who you are. But even at Oklahoma, you know, as you go back and watch – you know, hypo at Oklahoma and, and how they used to run that system. Sometimes they lined up and just, you know, slowed it down and hit you in the mouth. So, right. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. And then the other part that I would bring up that we hadn't talked about is sometimes I think in the red zone, people know what you're going to do. They take the two or three things away from you. They bring more people into the box. And if you don't have those guys that are difference makers, you know, out, out wide, I think it kind of hurts your offense as well. So I yes. look at Michigan. Michigan is one of the top teams in the country and Georgia in the red zone. And when they mm-hmm. get in the red zone, they're 12 feet, you know, their, yes. their power, their counter, their play action, yeah. you know, get guys behind the, the second level and, and they're, they're highly successful, you know, in the red zone. And so I do wonder, can you do it all? And um, yeah. I, 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 you know, I think you can. And then I also think when you do that and slow down and bring the 12 P in, if you got a mobile quarterback, that just it's too many things for a defense to to cover. Yes. So sometimes, well, you know, Oklahoma was the first to go fast pace with two yeah. with tight ends and and change yeah. personnel. Right. They were the first to do it, so it's possible. So you know, I know people got into hey, we can get receivers to block the edge and do that kind of stuff. I mean, ain't nothing worse than when you're getting twelve personnel and then two inside guys. Or they getting four wides out of that and go two by two and yeah. then start blocking screens with those guys. We do those things, but we don't do it in 12 so much. And we like having – when you lose a Brew McCoy, do you have enough experience with the other guys in order to get them? Because I'm looking at McAllen. He's just starting to develop into the guy that we know he can be. I yeah. mean, he, he his ceiling is high. And, I, you know, but it took him some time. You know, guys like Webb and guys like Nimrod, you know, they're starting to develop. But, man, if they would have got some reps early, right, you know, some more reps. I'm talking yeah. about, you know, 50 more reps. Would, would we be better off from where we are? Because now we're starting to throw to the tight ends. You know, we're evolving. And I know Hypo has this in his offense. You know, and I understand that, you know, I'm not, you know, speaking against what he does. I love what he does. Right. It, puts pressure on defenses but when they adjust we got to readjust we got to come out new i'm starting to see new wrinkles here in the vanderbilt game i'm like okay we finally slip in the tight end and throwing it to him please do that yeah because that is the key if we're going to do these jets and speeds and screens and all that slip the tight end out and we did that a whole lot in the game and they made some plays now they didn't make some plays i still think with uh you know our receivers please don't back away from the ball and go high point the thing you know, yeah. we still have they don't that look issue. Comfortable. They don't look comfortable catching the ball. And the other thing they don't do that we did last year, 
And I even remember seeing Heupel's team when I, I saw UCF play at uh, East Carolina. Yes. And they were so physical on those five-yard now routes, you know, where they stacked the guys. Yes. That front guy, man, he would fight and just control the DB, and it was four yards, five yards every time. We couldn't consistently do that this year once Brew McCoy went down. Yes. We couldn't do that anymore. So, you know, are those guys getting in the weight room? Are they big enough out there? Are they a threat to control a DB? Because plenty of people did it to our DBs. They didn't get off right. many. They didn't get off many blocks and make many yeah. plays and, and run support and setting the edge out there. So we got to get back to doing that too. And I just think that's when you run this offense, man. You got to have those CD Lamb type dudes, those you six three, to. six four guys. We need to find them that guys are strong and fast and and can high point balls because you pointed out something that I I didn't think about until you said it. There were a lot of balls where we looked uncomfortable catching them. We just didn't mm-hmm. look like we we had the ball skills that you need in that offense. We looked like guys. That well, you're backpedaling. You can't jump. Yeah. You're backpedaling. You can't jump, yeah. and you can't be physical. And we yeah. need to learn how to judge the ball with the shoulder, knowing we're going to turn our body. But don't turn your body early. Yeah. Just kind of get them on your hip. You said it, just like basketball. Yeah. Set them up, and then go up and get that ball and control that defender. Is trying to hold you. Use it against them. I just want to see us improve in that way. And, and and I'm going to tell you what, the receiver coach for our guys, you know, he did a heck of a job because, honestly, he lost some guys and he developed some guys and he put some guys in there. And they they went out there and did the best that they could and the effort was good. You know, so we ended the season with a big win. You know, that's a good thing. You mentioned uh, Ohio State and uh, Michigan. And, and I'm going to get your thoughts on this because they've been on Ryan Day. And I'm like, he's, he's sitting here at 56 and 7. I know that game is important. That's a key game. And, you, you know, rivalry games are that way. And I remember what Lou Holtz said, right? And AD took, you know, I'm going to tell you what, that was a physical game played against Notre Dame, and that was a big-time win. I know how Notre Dame ended the season, but they were much, much better then, and that was a big-time game. Right. So I see Ohio State, um, you know, kind of kind of becoming more physical, and I see they're working on it because it's just a difference, right? And now Michigan is probably the best at it. You know, uh, doing that. And, um, you know, I saw and that one thing I said before the game is Michigan turn out and just run the ball 50 something times, you know, they'll win because they'll run that ball and they're hammered in it. And they threw the ball a little bit more than I thought. But I wanted to get right. your thoughts on Coach Day because, I mean, this guy is 56 and seven. We, we, we kill for that. He is 56 and seven, guys. And I just wonder why he's getting so much from the fans and the media, so much just yeah. negativity. Yeah, so so of course, I, you know, I'm close to this one, you know, having a son son on that team, and and I got to watch the team develop over the year, and I actually thought this was a tougher Ohio State team. I mm-hmm. thought it was one hell of a game. I yes. thought it was two or three plays that decided the game, and it was basically who could be best at their strengths. And yeah. if that quarterback, you know, the guard doesn't get beat and, and the quarterback's allowed to step up in the pocket, like he had made the throw before about 40 yards down the field to Fleming. I think he gets that ball up to uh, Harrison, who is a great high pointer. We're talking about high, high point balls. But you think about what they did at Penn State. I mean, mm-hmm. Penn State at home. You think about what they did at Notre Dame. And I thought yes. Notre Dame were more, was more physical than Michigan. Maybe me. Yes. But they were very physical that game. Oh, yes. And they meant that they thought they were tougher than Ohio State. And Ohio State responded. But the way that that offense moved in the big house, it hadn't moved like that all year. 
Mm-hmm. Ryan Day calls he calls the plays. That's the best right. they've run the ball, in my opinion, against a physical front that was yes. bringing safeties down into the box, and then they were rotating the coverage over, you know, Marvin Harrison, asking the quarterback to beat him. And I thought after the first series, I actually thought the quarterback played, a, you know, a pretty solid game. Um, yes, because they didn't ask McCarthy to do a lot. So to me, Ryan Day has been to the playoffs pretty much consistently. He's won the games he's supposed to win. Urban Meyer lost to like Purdue, uh, right? The guy that wore the the uh, sweater vest—I can't remember his name right now—but he, <laughs> yeah. he lost to Purdue and and games like that. This man is undefeated against teams other than Michigan. Yeah, and so you think about the the the, the signals and all that. And I heard some people say, "Hey, the coach wasn't there. You can't let a, a backup coach beat you." We both know that the head coach really does yeah. nothing on game day except we're yeah. going for it for two or we're going for it on fourth and one or decisions like that, like the major decisions. But the actual in-game, besides the guy that calls plays like he does, they're not really, really involved. And I agree with what he said. I literally agree with what he said, and that's what my eyes saw. If they couldn't run the ball, you're not going to win those type of games. And if you turn the ball over, yes. Michigan, zero turnovers. Ohio State basically gave them seven points, mm-hmm. and they lost. And they lost by seven. Right, going in to try to tie the game, and so if you turn the ball over, and they gave them one. Um, yes, you don't throw the ball on the three step slant. We all know that. And then I felt like once again, the great Marvin Harrison might have been resting a little bit. Uh, yeah, as he as he ran kind of a a sloppy. But I think in his mind, he thought second step. I'm not getting it. Got jumped in, and then oh, dang, there's the ball. I think yes. it's one of those one of those uh, reactions. So to me, to get back to your original question, it's ludicrous to talk yeah. about firing a guy that that's had that you know it's a top two program, top three program um, every year, and he's basically taken the baton and kept the program exactly where it's been, if not ascended, other than winning the nat- Natty, um, ascended the program up. He's put numerous guys, you know, in the NFL, and what I tell people. If you're a Tennessee guy and you, you remember the former days, you just don't get rid of guys mm. and think it's going to turn around just like that. How yeah. many coaches did Tennessee have before we got the hype or we think we're back? How many coaches mm. did Alabama have in between Gene Stallings yes. and, and, and Nick Saban? Mm. You know, how many coaches is Florida on, you mm. know, after Urban Meyer? I can just keep going down the list and list. How about Spot Mullins? On. Mullins, not that they fired him, but Mullins leaving – you know, Mississippi State, and what what have they been able to do? We can go all mm-hmm. around the country. They were about to fire Jim Harbaugh. COVID saved his job. Because wow. if he had played against that Ohio State team, he gets blown out. So, to me, you know, us football guys go, especially you, you know, being, yeah. being a professional, you know, being a coach, we go, hey, the better team won or they executed better. It came down to a couple calls, a couple plays. But the average fan is like, this guy's making – you know, $9 million. And I always ask, who are you going to go get? Jimbo, Thank you. Jimbo won national titles. Dabo won national titles. Phil Former, Les Miles. Let's keep going yes. down the list of all these guys that didn't get fired. You know, Urban Meyer got fired for something that had nothing to do with football. But all these guys have gotten fired. And to follow a legend, mm. tell me how many guys have followed a legend successfully. Well, Ryan Davis, 
run there. Mm-hmm. That's he, right. You can say he was born on third base, but hell, he he kept the game is interesting. He didn't let the football <laughs> off. You're right. He didn't let the right. staff start going everywhere. The players right. didn't transfer. So I don't understand other than everybody thinks because Ryan Day is a nice guy, he's soft. To right. know the guy, he ain't soft. He's actually yeah. a real, like, man's man. But I think because he's so chill and he's not boisterous and he's not uh, clickbaiting and, and trying to get attention and he's not popping right. up on every show, like – you know, trying to be part of college football. That's not who he is, but you saw the fire. You know what I want, though? Today. I want him to change that beard to a goatee. <laughs> eh, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, know but like, like, I don't like the just for men beard. I want to go yeah. with that goatee thing. You know what I mean? Goat it up. He should, do a, he should do a mullet like your boy Gundy and see if people think he thinks he's That's what I'm think, talking about. Get a mullet, think, man, and a goatee, he, man. You know what I'm saying? Just something like, like you know, I like Ryan Day. I've told you that, you know, I think he, I think he's phenomenal what he does. He's an offensive genius. You know, the, 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 the program is headed up where it should go. I get it about the championships, right? I get it about the Michigan game, but you got to understand that Ohio state program. Everybody can't run that program. You got to have the right guy and you got the right guy. I get why is he not winning those games? Right. You got to look at those things, you know, and let's be honest, you know, Hardball, we we finding out that they cheated. You know, let's just yeah. be real. You know, I ain't, I'm not going to you know convict him in the court of public opinion, but let's be honest, guys. Something going on, yeah. something went on, a whole lot of stuff went on, and they already got the recipe. So uh, you know, they still know going into this game what they do. You know, so those are I, things that that we need to understand. Yes. I think the situation helped Michigan. Sure did. Because you know you know how it is, man. When it's us against the world and they're that team is closer than it. ever. They're, but yeah, I don't like the way they win. I don't like no. them waving at fans. I don't like the rudeness of it. That is against college football. That's against sportsmanship. I me, don't like Michigan and how you, they're at. Let me, let me ask you a question, being being a former coach. So you're at Texas AM and and y'all are playing against Texas. Y'all, y'all biggest rival, and that's yes. you know that's a big rival there. Is there ever a scenario where you wave at eighteen to twenty one year old, twenty two year old kids goodbye, like get out of here, you know? Nice Never as a coach, you should lose your job. It is embarrassing. It is embarrassing to college football. It's embarrassing to you as a person, and and it just shows you trying to teach young men how to how to react and, and not react, how to respond to what winning. The same yeah. way you got to respond to success a certain way, the same that you do when you have a failure. Failure, right. you know, on both ends of it. How do you act? We teach that. You got to go over and shake their hands and congratulate your players, you know, because your opponent is your opponent, right? You're glad they're there. You're lucky you're part of a big game like that. But waving and doing that is low. It's base. It's against all the all the things that you ever want to do in college football. It's a black eye. They've been a black eye yeah. all year. That's why I know everybody's against them. It's not because of stuff. It's because of what they've done. And that's the yeah. thing that I, I sit up there and I watch it, and it makes me cringe. It makes me cringe. And I don't understand. I don't know. I don't understand why that's okay. You know, and I know nothing can be done about it. You know what? Honestly, something can be done about it by the university. They should it's, call it's them in the room and say, it is not okay what you're doing. You need to stop. You know, matter of fact, you know, some of you guys need to go that keep continuously doing things, right? 
like 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 showing you know your players are showing against Penn State like they doing you know they looking at stuff you know you yeah. can't do that you already got a, you got a black eye on your program you can't that. make it worse Here, you know? here's what I what I found because you know I pay attention to everything and I actually became a Blake Corn fan I wasn't a big fan before the game I, I've been watching him before but the kid hits it in there he hits it in there he hits it in yes. there. And then next thing you know, he busts out of there and he just keeps making plays. But, man, he never – he's just like Barry Sanders. He high-fives his teammates. Never, You know, I he goes back to the side. He just class mm-hmm. personified. Man, I actually became a, a fan of his because if anybody could have been, you know, the, the guy to, to, to be that guy to talk and, and walk the walk and talk the talk type guy, the guy that got on the, the video and talking about Marvin Harrison and using the B word and calling Ryan Day a B word, that kid didn't make any plays. Number eighty-two yes. didn't make any yes. plays. And here's a guy is that's carried the program, tore yeah. me up. He's probably got so much emotional, and he's right back. And he's yeah. the most classiest kid that he could be. Man, I root yes. for that kid. I want to see him do well in in the NFL. But to me, dude, smash. I remember going against Florida and Bama, and man, we we did it on the field. And then after right. the game, man, we dapped those guys up. Yeah. And, and we respected them. We didn't talk bad about them in in the media, in the interviews. You know, it was what we didn't do to get it done. It wasn't what right. what they did or or this person did it or we thought they played dirty or, or things like that. So I understand this is the game. But right. for coaches and for kids that are representing, these are two of the most prestigious universities in the country. For them to be allowed to act like that, you know, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, what happens with, the board of trustees. I know at Tennessee, we would have been sitting down in the office with oh, yeah. former on Monday morning. I've been in there twice. You, you'd have been sitting out the first I half. Know. You know? Yeah. He's like, I, I, I mean, anything like that, you're going to be sitting out, you know, the yeah. first half. And I'm going to tell you what, if something broke out on the field, we ain't had no fights. Right. We ain't had no yeah. fights in practice. He'll run you down on the strip. He'll run you from the, <laughs> from the practice field. All the way down there to the strip, right? The strip yeah. is on our campus, and we run all the way up to the hillside and come yeah. all the way around. If you've done that jog, you know what I mean. Yeah. You won't fight nobody. You ain't going you know, fight nobody. And you've yeah. done a bunch of up-downs. I'm done, I'm done, I don't know. I got about 200-some up-downs. I said, I'll never throw a punch again, Coach. I'm sorry. Hey, you know? hey that, remi- that reminds me of a funny story that I don't even know is appropriate for, for our podcast, but I'm going to tell it. So I will. One time. We uh we were we were playing the kitty cats in in, in Knoxville my senior year. Yeah. And some guy, man, every every play he kept twisting my ankle. I'll, this may start to come back to you. And we were on our sideline about the thirty yard line, and he twisted my ankle one more time. And I saw the referees like trying to get the ball. Man, I turned, and I kicked that dude so hard in his back. And Coach Former grabbed me and like pulled me back. And you know me yeah. back then, you know, I turned around. I was like, hey man, get. I said, get your hands off me, you know, talking to Coach Former. Yeah. I said, man, get your hands off me. I said, I'm tired of him, you know, twisting my ankles or whatever. And Coach Former called me over there. <laughs> He's like, Double A, come here. And he, he called me over there. He said, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight all together. Well, the funny story is about three weeks later, I actually think it was a week later, you know, that's when the Cotton Eye Joes episode happened. And, yeah. and we were all in there and we all fought together. And so yeah. we come back to the team meeting when he called us all together and say, well, what happened down there? with the fight and I won't call any lineman name out here, but I go, cause I'm silly. I go, Hey coach, you said if, if we're all, go- if we're going to fight, we're all going to fight. I said, we pretty much all fought. And he just looked at me. <laughs> he said, get out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he gonna be. Hey, he might jump on this podcast. Hey, Aaron. You remember the so, dog on impersonation? Yeah, but yeah, you said yeah. that. Hey, Aaron. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't do it out of, out there. Hey, that's man, not what I, I meant. The funniest thing in the world, and he, he was like, "Man, you do." We we we've talked about that a, a couple of times, but man, that's why I love the guy. I wasn't there. Was I just heard about it. He, you know, I just happened to hear about yeah. what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we put like this. We we had a whole bunch of guys that were one phone call away, and and we were just that type of team. So we, we had you know, to take we got care of our guys. To, yeah. yeah, to come to Cotton Eye Joe's, and so we all went to Cotton Eye Joe's and. And uh, we were, we were very united. I'll just say that. So uh, that let me ask you another question. How about Clark Lee? Like, like, what was that about? Like, he was out there stomping. I mean, you know, he, he his chili was hot. Now he was hot. Like, I ain't I ain't seen Clark. I thought Clark finally Clark slow, showed me a little something because he always nah. like a like a cyborg on on interviews. He's like, yeah, we're gonna win the championship once again. I'm like, you're never gonna win a championship. He's right. like, yeah, we're gonna be a perennial SEC. Uh, Eastern Division champ. I'm like, no. Like every time he goes to SEC head coach media days, it, it drives me crazy because I, I, well, I really die laughing because I'm like, his belief in this team is is phenomenal to me because every year they're gonna get they're gonna get blasted and you know it's just Vandy man. You know, I, I and, think I think I think there's two guys in the SEC and I I like them both to be honest, but I think him and Jinkowicz are like pre-planned trying to be Lane Kiffin. Lane Please Kiffin don't bring up Drinkowitz again. Not he Dorkowitz. Does, he does his, he does Why is he still talking about his team and his season? <laughs> we get it. You're trying to get you, you can't talk your team man. into a, a New Year's Day bowl. Okay. Right. Nobody likes to see Missouri on TV. Okay. <laughs> but your fans, well. okay? You don't <laughs> travel well. I mean, you you're gonna go to probably a New Year's Day bowl, you know, but if they can take somebody else, they're gonna take somebody else. You know, so him, yeah, he keeps talking, and I'm sorry, you know, drink, I, I, just I think, talk, stop talking. And your original question was Clark Lee. I think that was just one of them things. Hey, man, I got to start getting some attention. I got to show my program that I'm serious because they firing too many people. And so it's amazing how many the people they firing. And, and I just think it was it was an opportunity for him because, dude, you can't be that mad if you saw what actually happen because everybody was, fires people but vandy vandy about? don't fire people they just kind of uh, let them keep going and you know one, they give them they give they them had. the same amount of time time and the it don't matter they, they just fire them. huh Derek mason the one guy they had they should have kept yeah Another but they example. get to a certain point they get about seven years and they fire yeah they always do the same thing and i don't it, it could be a you know a program on the rise it don't matter they get to seven years they look at it and they fire the guy yeah it's like they just they i don't know what they're they, doing they over give them they put no money into it they give yeah. the, the guy nothing uh, from coaches' salaries to facilities to recruiting budget. And they, they, don't the show, they show don't recruit. I'd be looking over, around like, what band to be? And over again. I don't see them recruiting. Because Nashville has enough talent for – to yeah. me, Nashville has enough talent. They're, they're centrally located for Vandy to be able to be able to recruit. Hell, they have – James Franklin did it. They That's one Barton, thing he Barton did. Simmons. They got Barton Simmons who is basically – the the guru of recruiting, and, right there. Uh, they're still not. They're still they're still another guy. I like Barton, by the way. Hello, Barton. Yeah. But um, good guy, great guy, great at what he does as far as evaluation. But I wanted to do those guys have the the the, the right budget. But come on, Clark Lee, you saw you saw. But really if Clark Lee calling you, you, would you answer the phone? You're like, do you want well, to talk to Clark Lee for an hour? 
He recruited Dallin. And I Did you like him, talking man. to Clark Lee? Just tell I, me that. I you know you didn't him. like talking to him. If he called okay. me right now, I'd fall asleep on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. But that's that's good. If he called but, me about my boy, I would listen, okay? But yeah. I'd get my son to be like, man, you better not go to Vandy. What? You get the really oh, smart man. kids. You got it. You got your niche. You get the really smart kids who are just as born as you. And that's your recruiting base. Didn't they do it at Stanford? I never really yeah. saw you those guys at Stanford get on TV and I go. They got man, cool Andrew guys Luck. at Stanford, Andrew man. Andrew Luck, perfect example. That's man. Clark Lee. But he went on and he was a hell of an NFL. Clark Lee got batteries, man. Not, C, he got be. like 10 C batteries in his back, man. <laughs> well, you go find a bunch he's of kids. A real guy. He's like an AI person. I don't know. You go find a bunch of kids with a whole bunch of C batteries in their back and, and, yeah. and can do uh, trigonometry. <laughs> that's fine. That's your, you know, that's your James base. Franklin did it. But, you know, I'm looking at the – just looking out here. We talked about Jimbo, right? Right. And I get it. Jimbo, you know, I was I was a little bothered by that. But I'm going to tell you this, you know, about A&M. They did a good job of picking Mike El- Elko. Man, I like that guy, man. He man, is. I, like that guy. I work with Elko um, for two seasons, and I'm going to tell you this. There's nobody better at understanding talent, recruiting, right? There's no one better. I mean, he's really good at recruiting. That's the thing that surprised me. Because that's the thing I was worried about, right? He's coming from Wake. I'm like, man, I'm going to make sure that I love him as a guy. Because going against him, he was one guy defensively. You're like, I was good at figuring out some things. But he could change right. it up. It looked the same. And he could always change things up on you. And um, I can tell you this. Just working with him, his understanding of recruiting. his Because you got to be a really good evaluator. That's what people don't realize. Okay, you got the, all these five stars out here. You got these four right. stars out here. But he was – to a T, very detailed about evaluations and was very detailed about what he wants. And he asked questions about, what do you think about this guy? This is what, is this what we want in a receiver? Even talking offense. And he recruited offense as well as he recruited defense. And that told me a lot because some defensive coaches are just like, okay, let's go. Just Can he play DB? You know, and I'm like, man, you got to be able to, if you're a good, you know, and Elijah, that's over there, your defensive line coach, who's the interim head coach, was the same way. And, um, you know, I'm just excited about what AM did, and I don't know how they did it because usually they mess things up, but right. they didn't mess this one up. And, you know, you think about the defensive coach that had been there, like an RC Slocum, you know? That's, that's A&M's niche, a defensive-minded coach in a defensive division, right? If you want to play against and, and beat the Alabamas and the Auburns and, the, you know, the guys in the Western division, you got to have a guy like Elko, I think, because his times there, they beat him, you know, and he did a really good job defensively, and he's good at recruiting. So hats off to Texas A&M. I don't know how you did that, but you picked the right guy, you know, in Elko. And I'm just excited to watch him in the future, and hopefully he keeps some of them guys on staff, you know, because he, he he worked with him. I know how that goes. That's the thing that's yeah. going to be interesting to watch because it's very difficult in college football p- profession. It's going to be some guys you got to get rid of that you know. Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's tough. a tough. One. I, I I tell you what, I didn't know much about him, but nothing you just said surprises me. I watched yeah. the Notre Dame game, I watched the Florida State game, and I watched the Clemson game. And if the quarterback is healthy, with them mm-hmm. playing with lesser talent, they outplayed all three of those teams as far as just being physical, playing right. full speed. A lot of the things that we're we're hoping for, you know, one on one tackling, tackling in his face. Hustle, second effort, third effort. I just watched it. I was like, man, this is a really well-coached football team 
that's not playing with the same level of talent as the people they're going against. And they were either ahead or right in each one of those games until that quarterback got hurt. And and then yes. he, of course, you don't have the depth at a Duke. So I always thought, I was like, Michigan State, I kept saying, Michigan State need to go get Elko. Then I was like, yeah. somebody would open up, and I was like, they need to go get Elko. I never thought Texas A&M would make that type of hire. And I don't, I wasn't sure that guy would leave. But right. now I'm so anxious to see this guy coach the same level of talent because it's mm-hmm. not a talent problem. It's not a talent no. problem at Texas A&M and really never has been. You yes. look at the NFL and there's just guys everywhere. So it's yeah. never been a, a talent problem. So I'm, I'm anxious to see this guy who looks like he doesn't have the big ego. He seems like yeah. you could tell at the press conference he was doing whatever that little traditional thing they do. He has the AD that's, uh, you know, the, the, the rah-rah guy that has yeah. everybody sold. And just like our, in my my opinion, just like our fan base, we're either for the hire or we're against the hire. There's right. no gray area. And it seems like everybody's um, there. So I think if he keeps that D-line coach, who seems like he has to be part of it, kind of like he's the guy at Florida State that's yes. been there forever. Odell. He seems like, yeah, he seems like he's that guy. So, man, Odell be out there yelling at them D-linemen, hey, hey, he's a big old guy with a high pitch. He probably get mad at me for saying this. So, so we want to cut this out. He'll call me, be like, right. "Hey Jay, why are you talking about me?" You know. But I love Odell, and you're right. right. He's just like Odell. You know, he's yeah. phenomenal in how he recruit and the type of person he is. I mean, yeah. he is as good as they get. You know, as far as his yeah. character and integrity. You know, I've always, uh, I've always loved. Um, Elijah, you know, I talk to him all the time, you know, and I, I message him. I said, man, you're doing a phenomenal job because, you know, I ain't comparing him to the, to the interim guy at Michigan, you know, but right. you watch him in that game and how he's getting those guys ready, how he put all them walk-ons yeah. on the field to run down that field. Yeah. It worked out. If yeah. I was a special teams coordinator, I'm, you know, I love special. I'd be like, coach, I ain't doing I'd that. You're trying to I'd get me fired back. today. <laughs> I'd turn my back to the field. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even watch it. I'd be like, coach, you're trying to get me fired today. <laughs> hey, one, one last question. I know I always hit you with this. Right. And we hadn't talked about this. So okay. next year, we got Texas and Oklahoma coming. What's mm. realistic? We said 11 and 1, 10 and 2, because you got to split with Bama and Georgia. You got to beat yeah. Florida. You got to, of course, beat Missouri. So now that Texas is added to that and Oklahoma is, is added to that conference, what is realistic look every year? Because I actually think you can lose probably two, maybe three, and still be one of the top 12 teams out of the SEC and go to the playoff, I think. I think you mm-hmm. can be right there um, with kind of like where Missouri is this year. If that's your season, you probably make the, make the playoff. So what, I think they go double digit. You gonna, might be shocked by this. They're gonna get double digit wins, but they're gonna have three losses. Because yeah, you know, playing in this thinking. SEC, when you play Alabama, they can do it one time. But when you right. play Alabama, you turn around and you got to play Auburn. <laughs> you turn around, you got to play LSU. You turn around, you got to play. You know, a Kentucky team we think should be a, a pushover. Look at Louisville. You know, yeah. they think they should. They think they won't run in that game. This this conference ain't like playing in you know the big the Big you Twelve. Can- it ain't going to be like you that go from now. Austin, think about it. You go from Knoxville to Austin, and then the next week, let's say you got to go to Athens. Right. You it's going to be I mean? different. Your boys you going to be having that look in their face like they about to cry. They're going to be like, man, th- these guys hit me in the face, and every week is another creature. 
You know, and that's just how it is in the SEC. So they're going to have to get a, you know, it's almost like when Missouri came in, right? They were playing well, and then they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So we're in halfway through the season. They went to Georgia and got, I mean, they got their face bashed in, right? And and that's the thing. You got to get used to that because the speed of the game, the physicality, I mean, the way people play, the the, the crowds, when you go to these places, and you say, well, how about next week? No, it's going to be loud again. You know, so that's the toughest thing, the emotions of that and just – Everything that surrounds that, yeah, you'll have the talent, but the goals, those guys got to adjust to a different level, a different speed yeah. of the game, and a different emotion, different emotions that come along with winning and losing out of this fan base, all these fan yeah. bases in the SEC. So that's what I think. You know, you know, um, Oklahoma and and Texas, they gonna they gonna take some lumps. They gonna take some lumps. They gonna take, lump. take some lumps. I mean, Texas lost to Arkansas a year year before last. Yes, you know, but then they beat Bama. This year, but imagine beating Bama and then turn around and having to go. Got to play at go LSU. Athens or LSU. Or go to Athens. Like, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? You got to do it again. And that's you the pressure and the stress that the kids go through. So they got to think, they're going to have to practice different. You're going to have to lift different. And they don't know that right now. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're Texas. We're going to lift this. No, 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 no. You better start picking up some iron. You better be start picking up a whole bunch of weight. Them guys' necks better get way bigger than they are right yeah. now because they're going down there. You go down Mississippi State, them boys eat, eat a whole bunch for pregame. I'm going to tell you that. You're going to go out the there and they're going to have them bells out there. You're going to be like, well, they ain't that good. And, okay, you'll find out. In that heat. You'll find out real fast. In that heat. In, that heat. That, that, in September, and, and, yeah. and them boys with them big, thick necks. Like they come out there, you, you're going to be looking in the program trying to figure out, I thought this guy was 6'7", 300. No, he 350. Yeah. You know? And that's what you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure that part out. And the way yeah. the refs call the game, it's yeah. way different. You ain't getting them ticky tack, you know, holding me and all that. They gonna have to get you adjusted to the way they do it down here. You know, yeah. that ain't gonna work down here. You ain't gonna you run no go route un, un, unabated. Somebody gonna be hanging off your jersey. Gonna be hanging off you, and you gonna be like, well, what about this? My shoulder pad hanging out. You trying to tell me he didn't hold me? No, he didn't hold you. Nope. He didn't hold you. Nope. Hey, <laughs> hey tell the head coach, stop talking to me. That's what the ref going to say. Stop talking to me or I'm going to throw it flat right now. Welcome to the SEC. That's Welcome how it's going to be. Yep. So that's my thoughts on it, man. And um, looking forward to this. You know, with all this transfer portal stuff, it's going to get crazy, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, these coaches, staffs, as they get to these staffs, you know, guys going to start pulling and jumping. And it's going to be a lot of stuff going on this year. Hopefully Tennessee gets what we need. Right, and we don't lose anything, and it's going to be interesting to see how that goes, you know, going forward. So, double A, man, I appreciate it, man. Come on, big guy. All right, guys, here's my buddy, man. Here's my buddy gonna say, Oh, in the camera. You said Say hello, you dog, man. Come on, come it's on. Record. Lindsay, you back hello. recording? Hey guys, y'all here? Yeah, we're here. Man, I lost you, you for a second. Hold on. Look, we got to see what a name. He big boy. You said you had a dog, man. That's a that's a that's a companion animal. <laughs> hey, say hello. Hey, I need to find out. Double A. We got to no figure name? out. We got to figure out no what name? to name him. Hey, say say hello to the camera. Which right, way we going? So right here. I've been thinking about this the whole show. Hey, you hey, man, pay attention. Name. He ain't no TV get, dog. Hey, hey, no name. 
we got to say names. hello. So, say hello. Here's my top three names, and they, you know, they gotta always relate to somehow to football or or Tennessee. So you got Knox. Right. Knox. Knox. Okay, I like Knox. You got you, you got R- Knox. You got RB. Like RB. I love that. That might be and it, then, man. And then my third one is Tote. Like Tote. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Double A, man. Hey. You just knocked it out of the park. Which one uh, do you want to be, buddy? You. Hey, when I said Tote, he started licking you, man. Tote. We might, tote. We might have to call him Tote. Huh? <laughs> gotta, he's sleepy right now. Look at the puppy. He's such a good hey, man. boy. I got a huh? whole new. I got a whole new appreciation for you, man. You look. You look so. I'm so used to you screaming at folks. I look so soft face. right now, man. This yeah, is my man, soft side, right? You, you really look tender, man. You look like a very caring coach. That's that would have been a great recruiting tool when you were when you were actually. Why is your mic off? Did Toad hit the button? I can't. I can't hear you. I think Toad hit your button, man. You still off? I can't hear you. There it is. Ah, you went back out. What? This boy. There it is. Yeah, I think Tote uh, hitting your hitting your button, man. But that man, Tote, Tote, Tote might be that might be the name right here, man. Say hello. Hey, hey say believe in Tennessee fans. We be back. I like Tote, man. You might have come up with something pretty good. Man. Every time we say Tote, man, he looked back at you, man. That should have been tote. your. That was your. That was your recruiting tool. Instead of instead of getting a single mom where you were going to be the male mentor, you should have just had – You should have just brought a puppy dog, bro. man. We're going we to sign hey. all the five stars. They ain't my buddy. Huh? You can be like, what's my man named? Kurt Herbstreit. You know, he take his dog. He got the golden golden lab. Folks wasn't liking him. He got the golden retriever lab now. Everybody loved Kurt Herbstreit. Everybody taking pictures with him. That, man, that's that's the key right there, man. This that's is, a, man. What's up, Tote? What's up, Tote? What up, Tote? Say hello. What up? What up, boss? Give some nucks. Bam. Right here. This is my. We gonna walk now, so you won't pee on the floor, okay? So we trying Man, to keep gonna, him right. You gonna make you gonna make your nephew. I ain't gonna let him see this podcast because your, your youngest nephew calling him want a want a dog and. Yeah, you got to keep the poor Jay, dog, man. Uncle Jay Every man a dog, needs a dog. Every man needs a dog, a companion. You know what I'm saying? It's there for we, we, we need to put buddy. the podcast out, man. We put this clip out next. Ask Vile Nation what we what, what we need to name them. If, yeah, we're we gonna wait a little bit. We're gonna give him a week. I ain't gonna call him nothing. Right now, I've been calling him like, damn it, watch out, damn it. <laughs> come here. <laughs> come, here name. come here. <laughs> I love it, man. Yeah, man. It. Believe it, Tennessee fans. Y'all help me name my dog now. We're gonna get after this thing. And uh, guys, we appreciate you being on and uh go Vols. Go Vols. Hey, don't forget to share. Listen and follow, or follow, listen, yes. share. However you want to do it, we appreciate y'all. Love the support. Keep the comments coming. Uh, we always try to get back at you, and uh, we just enjoy that. It's been a, a fun ride. We we thoroughly even enjoyed you guys. Believe in Tennessee. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.